This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 166 of The Real Word. Word is up. You know what is up, Nicole? Uh, uh, I think lots of things. Lots of things are up, but the first episode of The Real Word Confessionals went up last week. If you missed it, you absolutely got to go check it out. We had The Broke Agent, Eric Simon, creator of The Broke Agent, and Matt Leonetti, his sidekick on the Overass podcast, on the first ever episode. It is on this channel. So if you're you know, listening to this, wherever you listen to your podcast, or if you are watching on YouTube, go check out the Real Word Confessionals. We're going to be dropping a new confessional every single week. We've got an amazing guest who we'll mention at the end of this show. Uh, on this week's episode, we've got Tom Ferry coming up. We've got some heavy hitting guests where we ask them the hardest questions they've ever been asked ever in been. their life. Ever. In their life. To hmm. tell stories that have never been told so make sure you check that out and this show goes unchanged so let's get right into it let's jump into racket number one inman article bernice ross did a really good job breaking this down is independent contractor status for real estate agents coming to an end that's a huge question in this industry it's been it's been talked about for years quite honestly but back in the news uh, because if the PRO Act, P-R-O, PRO Act, is passed, it would make the ABC test for independent contractor status the law of the land and would classify most real estate professionals and almost all other gig workers as employees. So let's understand the ABC test before we jump into Bernice's Inman article, which of course we'll link below. All right, so number one or A. The worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in connection with the performance of the work. Would you say on, on A, on the ABC test, that Are you finding you this in the article? That. Are we reading the same article? No, this is, this is outside of the article. Oh, because it's in so the article. Is, uh, they have an ABC in the, in the article. article. Oh, they have it in the article? They do I'm have reading it from some... I, I looked it up because California Supreme Court is now holding the ABC test for independent contractors that applies retroactively mm -hmm. so that, that's something to watch with what's happening in california and yeah. I'm, I'm reading specifically based no, off i love of, it i just want to make sure that they know that they can read it in the article too okay you can also yeah. read it in the article mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reading it uh on a law review uh publication so where is it in the article right in the middle under provisions of the pro act that eliminate ic okay status. so hey so let's read theirs the individual is free from control and direction in connection with the performance of the service both under the contract for the performance of service and in fact still just so many words and it goes to be so yep. do you feel like you are free from control and direction in the you know in connection with the performance <laughs> oh performance that's a performance I get I, it, it's such we're a little a, different because we're a team. We have standards. Here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, but our brokerage has standards, though, too. I mean, they give you True. a book. They, they want you to, they, you know, again, if you've actually ever read it, they want you to dress a certain way when you're in the office as well. Um, so, again, I'd I, like you to. Those I, are suggestions. It's suggestions. Absolutely. I, I think that we are free, but, but in all honesty, I mean, being a realtor, um, like you have certain standards that you need to follow regardless of what brokerage you're under as well. So mm, it's point. almost like yeah. as the occupation, we have certain well, things that we need to follow. So it, let's it, be, let's be clear. You want to remain an independent contractor, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As, no, as I mean, do I. yes, 100%. B is the one that in the ABC test that this article and many others say would trip up the real estate industry. 
the service is performed outside the usual course of business of the employer. The service is performed outside the usual course of business of the employer. Well, obviously, if it's a real estate brokerage, their usual course of business is transactions real on real right. estate, you know, helping people buy and sell real estate. And that's exactly what the salesperson would be doing. So that one is the one that they're saying would really trip up the real estate agent. C, the individual is customarily engaged or yeah, ABC, number three mm -hmm. or C, mm -hmm. engage in an independently established trade, occupation, profession, or business of the same nature as that involved in the service performed. Uh, that one's a little gray there too. Super All gray. Right? So this has been proposed and it would, let's just be clear here. And, and they get into this here. I think uh, they actually, Michael Lissick, a managing broker for the virtual realty group in Oregon and Washington. He's been involved in a number of labor claims and litigation re regarding violations of existing ind independent contractor laws in multiple states. I don't know why he's been involved in so many lawsuits, but anyways, he believes the odds the bill would pass the Senate are about 60 to 40, which is interesting because it would take actually 60 senators so that the Democrats who propose this bill have obviously we have a split Senate 50 50. They would have their 50 votes, you know, you would presume, and then they would need 10 Republican senators to ride along and override any filibuster of the bill. Now, and I would agree with Michael Lizick, we're not taking any sides here politically, but I would agree with him that the Senate and, and our, you know, the current state of our, of our country and the things that are on the list for the Senate to decide on this year. We have a much bigger fish to fry than the A-B test. And he says it doesn't even register on the Senate's priority list. I would agree with that. Like, mm -hmm. why the heck are they going to tackle this when we have so many other issues going on? Uh, now, he mentioned something that has been very near and dear to, you know, Republican senators, that Section 230, uh, that, you know, being able to limit uh, what big tech companies can do. They, they're very much protected under Section 230. And, and he says, hey, if, if the, you know, Democrats were willing to get rid of Section 230 to protect big tech, then maybe the Republicans would give up, you know, this or, or something else, right? Uh, I would say that none of this is going to happen. If this does get passed, it wouldn't even take place until 2023. I don't believe as the bill exists today, and this is kind of the feeling from the article, that this has any shot of passing as proposed. Uh, and, and it says, as proposed, the PRO Act remains unlikely to win Senate approval this year, but it is something that they have proposed and they're talking about it. So if you're a broker, a team leader, a real estate agent, somebody getting into real estate, I've been saying right now is the best time to get into real estate. This is one of the best industries to get into and now all of a sudden if you're going to be employee like all that could go out the window uh you know because you now you know not you may not be able to make the kind of money you can make in this industry and have the control over how you make it um so 87 percent of realtors are independent contractors only five percent are employees you know who this benefits if this were to happen and i don't think it'll happen but if it does happen nicole Who's you know that? who this benefits the ones that just want to look busy no, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, but no, do you know who this really benefits? Uh, go for it. This benefits big companies, Zillow, Redfin, Open Door, 
who can shift very quickly into an employee model? Those companies, not the brokerages, certainly not the brokerages that rely on desk fees or the brokerages that have a, a low margin split and, you know, whatever. Potentially. The, the models that exist today. Oh, for sure. This completely, listen, these types of, of bills, which is why, you know, Section 230 is talked about so much, big tech. These types of bills only help the big guy. These do not help the little single agent who wants to stay an independent contractor. And if you oh, took a poll no. of real estate agents, 100%. we all want to stay independent. I, I agree. I 100% agree with that. 100%. Yes. Yes. This is, this is completely like, you know, when you see those bills that help Walmart, you know, stay in business. Like when you talk about, you know, and this is kind of going down a path I don't really want to go down, but you talk about minimum wage. Oh, you know, minimum wage should be fifteen dollars. Well, well it does, does help? and it again, help, it helps Walmart. It doesn't yeah. help the little mom and pop shop around the corner. They it get does put reference. Out of business. It does reference that in the article. There are, I think, what do they give us? They give us eleven, ten, ten. What's ahead? Ten things that may change. Ten changes to expect if it becomes law. So I know we didn't really want to harp on those, but um, definitely worth reading too. To, to sort oh, and they of, actually do. You're right. I didn't. Uh, they do talk about the fifteen dollar minimum yep, wage. They talk about the minimum wage. They talk about the what the average agent is making. Um, again, you have I, far less agents in the industry. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Right. I mean, but again, I mean, then it it it'll, it's interesting though, because then I'm certain that it'll all it'll all trickle down. You know, I mean. It, commissions now like what what are those going to look like and if according to nar in, in 2019 the median income for realtors was 49,700 consequently at least half of the current realtor population population wouldn't make the cut for full-time employment so you have far less agents you will have no doubt about it when people are not incentivized to provide a exceptional service mm -hmm. to the consumer you will have uh, consumers that get less than expected service, which means they will over time want to pay less on their commission fees because they're probably picking up a portion of the work, which will completely just change the industry. You will have what we've been talking about Uber guides, right? Not, not to put down any Uber driver, um, but that, but to me, that that's more of a, a stepping stone than a career that you want to live in for your entire life. That's a stepping stone, right? That's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back from college. I'm gonna wait tables in the summer. Hey, I, I, right now I'm I'm studying at school. I'm gonna do pick up some Uber shifts for a year. It's not something you say I'm I'm gonna be an Uber driver for 30 years, right? So you're gonna get that level of service. Now I've had I've seen some great Uber drivers, especially when they started, when they were required to keep their cars clean. I had some really good Uber drivers. Today, I mean, it's about 10%. Most of these cars are stinky, smelly, dirty, filthy, disgusting. The service for Uber drivers has been basically really bad out of my, my last, I don't know, 20 or so drives, rides rather. Uh, and I haven't taken that many in, in obviously in, in 2020, but just looking back on the last couple of years, and I just recently was in an Uber uh, coming back from the airport a, a month or two ago, which is why Nicole had you pick you up. up you wanted a clean car. Yeah, your car was nice and clean, You're lucky. and the service was phenomenal. <laughs> and I didn't actually have to pay you, so that that was a benefit <laughs> there as well. Um, but but that's what will happen. the The level of service provided 
if you go to this and Uber drivers right now are an independent contractor. So th this completely changes their, their game too. Well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. Um, but, but talking about the real estate industry, which is what we're talking about, the service provided would go down and it would be controlled by the few, not by the many, which it is right now. You, you're talking a Zillow, Redfin, Realtor, Open Door takeover. The ones that shift to employee status quickly. And those are the companies that could do it. Yeah. A lot to chew uh, on I here. Mean, a lot to chew on. Yeah. The, uh, again, this wouldn't happen until January 1st, 2023. I do believe my two cents is this will not happen. This is something that, you know, some, some of these politicians have thrown out there, maybe as a bargaining chip to get something else. I don't think it's the top of the priority list, which is referenced in this article. I think they'll focus their attention somewhere else as they should. They've got a lot bigger problems in this country than trying to screw over a system that is working. And hopefully NAR will stay on top of this and do everything in their power to prevent a catastrophe like this happening. Love your comments. If you are for it, against it, what your well, there's are, tons of comments. comments, too. So I encourage everybody to read below. Some people are for it. Some people are saying that the S Corp uh, will exclude them. Some are saying, I don't think that's really true. So still a lot of questions that clearly agents are still having even after reading this. So something very interesting to continue to follow for sure. Yeah, this has a I mean, some of these Inman articles will have like one zero or two comments. Yeah, this, <laughs> this has a lot of comments. A lot in, in for Inman sure. Section. Well, it's all very interesting things. And again, I mean, uh, some people are saying I'm an S Corp and others. are Again, that seems to be the biggest thing where they're thinking that they're going to be excluded. Um, some people are saying that they would love for the industry to have, you know, more set standards. Well, here, here's the thing the, here's who it would benefit um, outside of still in those companies. You know, I'm a big proponent of teams, team, 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 that the middle is getting cut out, that, you know, the solo agent needs to either hire employees around them, you know, a top producing solo agent, mm -hmm. or you've got to be a part of a team. If you're in the middle, you're toast. I've been saying that over and over again. And as it's currently proposed, Bernice Ross in the comments who wrote the article, uh, they agree, she says, that the workaround is to become an LLC or an S-Corp whatever your state requires this probably wash out non-productive agents or those who aren't prepared to go through the process of incorporating. I mean, talk about a team takeover. I already think it's here. This would just accelerate that. We would be fine. You and I both hold broker's license. You yeah. and I operate as a team and our team members would be fine. Um, but those solo agents that I've been talking about, those part-timers, they would definitely get washed out for sure. No question about it. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I, listen, what do I, I think the proposal is a total racket. The fact that this even was, is being proposed and talked about with everything else going on yeah. in our world is a complete government waste of our, you know, if they steal our tax money anyways, and this is just completely wasting it. So this is a waste of time. Um, well, I don't think again, there's as, more as than just, professionals, I don't think there's anything to worry about. And there's more than just real estate that this is going to be affecting. So, um, the hope is, is it's not just going to be agents sort of making a ruckus. You know, I mean, this is really going to, like you said, even the Uber driver, I mean, they'll be affected as well. Yeah. You use our tax money for something, something better. Why don't you start helping people here? All right. Racket number two, low inventory. 
11 ways to generate more listings ASAP. So we're obviously in the low inventory world. Uh, and these are some things that we can do. And Nicole and I are going to pick out what we believe every agent should be doing right now out of these 11. So number one, expired listings that are three to 12 months old going after those three to 12 months old. What are we saying? Yay or nay? Is that what we're, is that our, is that our, our thing here? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to pick, we'll pick our top one. This one is definitely going to be in the bottom half for me. And I'm, months. I built my, I built my business off of expired listings. Yep. Right. And you, Nicole knows how much our team has trained on expired, not in the last year, obviously, because the market shifted, but historically we've been very heavy on mm -hmm. expired scripts mm -hmm. and Mojo and V7 and, and, and going after expireds. This is not a valuable use of time compared to some of the other things on this list that you can be doing. If there is still, you know, a lonely expired out there, sure, go after it. Not at the top of the list for me. No, but I do have to say that I would go back probably even further than 12 months. I would see individuals that were maybe looking three years ago. Um, again, their days on market are probably atrocious. Yeah. Um, and, though, and, though, and those are the sellers that were overpriced because they were still thinking that their house was worth what it was worth in 2005. And now you can actually have those conversations with those sellers though and be like, hey dude, like what you had it listed for for three years, I can definitely guarantee you getting that or more. So again, I think the Overpriced yeah. three to five years. Yeah, That's absolutely. Again, I would go back further than three months. I would, yeah. and I would go back further than one month, than one year too. So um, I don't think that you should exclude the expired completely, but I do think you need to sort of put your search back a little bit further and grab those individuals that tried years ago, <clears throat> or at least have yeah, a conversation with them. Like, why were you wanting to sell then? And now you don't. Um, again, if anything, I think it would, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I would put this probably at my top or half, but that's me. Okay. Yep. Um, well, what you're talk, what you're describing, going all the way back, I, I put that up the list. But as they describe, as they describe in the article, it, total racket in the bottom, yeah. bottom part of mouse. Yeah. In search of posts on social media, I would argue that this should be a video, and I love where they're where they're starting with this. We we talk about this with the team all the time. All the time. I'm working with a family looking for a three bed, two bath home. I'd actually get permission from the family. I'm working with Mr. and Mrs. Jones. They're looking for a three bedroom, two bath property in Guilford, Connecticut. And I'd appreciate you, you know, first I would tell the story instead of just coming right out with, I appreciate you and let, let, that's the close, right. you know, considering selling. I'd have three bullet points of like, here's the properties we've looked at. Here's the struggles we've had. Here's the amount of offers we've made. Here's the solutions that we've provided moving forward. And if you know of anybody, this is what I do for my clients. If you know of anybody, that is thinking about selling in the coming months and would like to meet Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I'd love to make that introduction. So yeah, I, I'm, this is towards the top of my list in video form, not just writing it on social. Every, everybody's doing that. Everybody is writing it on social, yeah. Farming. It's the most fundamental way to generate listings. Well, I think this is just something that, that should just be part of what you're doing regardless though yeah. um the, I, I, do you go heavier i guess but again as we get further down you start talking about like circle prospecting i think picking up the phone in this situation is so much more urgent than like putting out a mailer the problem with farming is it's typically takes 12 months to really start seeing growth from your farm so it's not something you can implement today should it be part of your business to your point yes 
this is something that's going to generate you listings right now? No. And if you need listings now, it's probably towards the bottom of my list because you can't have that expectation right. on day one of a farming campaign. Absolutely. Number four, door knocking. So I, I think if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I would put this pretty close to the top of the list. I think that, again, much like the farming, and again, when we get back down to circle prospecting or calling an expired, I do think that the door knocking is certainly part of your follow-up. Um, but again, I, I'm still a little hesitant about the whole door knocking thing during during I, an epidemic. Yeah, I think it depends on, on where you live. Um, one, so, you know, in on the Connecticut shoreline where a lot of the properties are spread out and you don't have, you know, really, you don't have, have like, you know, these quarter lot neighborhoods where you just have house after house after house after house. That becomes harder to door knock. It is winter. Or well, it is spring now, but it, you know Ish. the weather's not perfect all mm -hmm. the time, and uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and the culture in the Northeast, you know, around a pandemic is different than if you look at Florida, where right. you have a gated community, yes. you have homes very close to each other, you can be outside safely and social distance, and, and the culture there would be a little bit more comfortable with a door knock. So if you're in one of those. Area, you have to understand, you know, obviously you have to understand your market. Right. Uh, but if you're in one of those areas, yeah, I would, I would probably be thinking about door knocking and, you know, like Florida, for example, all those communities are gated. So you have to be in there and have permission to do that or living there. Um, so you, you have to follow the rules wherever you are. Uh, but yeah, I think if you can get, you know, you can use your time to your advantage. You're in one of those nice neighborhoods in, in California. Now, maybe the culture there to your point with the pandemic, wouldn't want you, you know, not door knocking, right. but yeah, if, if it's going to be generally accepted, I'd, I'd go ahead and do that. Probably not the top of my list though, either. Yeah. No. Number five, this one is at the very top of my list. I can tell you right now, this is my number one thing every agent should be doing. That's circle prospecting. This gives you the ability to help two people at once. It helps the consumer, the homeowner that you're calling because you're providing value and information about a house that was just listed down the road and sold with multiple offers or about a buyer that you have that's looking in their specific neighborhood who has made offers in the neighborhood and who's been outbid and is still looking and you're trying to uncover one person, one neighbor, one friend of theirs who's thinking about selling. You're doing right by your buyer by working stuff off the MLS and you're doing right by the homeowners and consumers by calling them and not selling them. You're providing instant value about their neighborhood that they probably didn't know before because they're busy with life and they're not, you know, completely paying attention to everything that's going on. So uh, that one is at the very top of my list. We've had agents on our team have a ton of success using circle prospecting. You can do that. We don't get paid for, you know, to say this. You can go on, which we should, we should get an affiliate link with Mojo, uh, but you can go on Mojo and get the no neighborhood search and uh, use circle prospecting through, through that dialogue. I think what's interesting and, and important, I shouldn't say interesting, but important to note here, again, I and you mentioned sort of both ways that this can work because I know that our agents have been really successful because they have buyers looking in neighborhoods and you're you know reaching out to the homeowner, seeing if they know anyone that wants to list. But in this article, they're actually telling you to call the neighbors with, when you have a new house coming on the market too. So 
it's sort of like a flip way of hey do you know any buyers that are looking to move into your neighborhood but that easily could move into getting additional listings in the neighborhood if they then know that like the neighbor is coming on and like what the price is and what are they going to be able to get so yeah. circle prospecting can certainly work both ways where if you don't have a buyer but you have a listing go for it and again if you don't have a listing but you have a buyer like go for it so um again because i know a lot of agents like to come up with excuses for not actually doing it so yeah um in no, this it's... situation you there's really sort of zero excuse if you have something going on and if somebody on your team has a listing coming on or somebody within your brokerage has a listing coming on so no excuses. i was just on tom furry's podcast you should go check it out if you haven't already and uh we, i brought up circle prospecting and tom's like it's been around since the 60s like it's been around since the 60s through every single market because it works right. so in this market for sure with low inventory you should definitely use it all right open houses yay or nay on the opens right so now. so i'm always a huge lover of the open house i think where um agents um sort of ignore the importance of them is that there are buyers coming through obviously to buy it but you never know when that buyer is is also needing to sell so it's almost sort of like an interview too like what are you doing at the open house how are you trying to sell it like again it, it, i think that open houses are, are beautiful i think though too that these are wonderful opportunities again and i don't want to use the word obviously farming but this is a great time for you to send out mailers to to invite the neighbors this is a whole nother way of doing a circle prospecting so if you're going to be spending the two hours at an open house this is a great opportunity to invite the neighbors make phone calls introduce yourself and then again when buyers do come through make sure like your game is on because yeah. again if not many people are doing open houses and you're the agent that's out doing them i mean this is your time to shine I, I think that open houses through all of it have it's always been my biggest generator for leads or just long-term relationships so open houses are always important and, and huge in in generating listings for sure and in a low inventory environment you're gonna get visitors tons at your open house, tons so. of visitors yeah. almost to the point too safely. where you're kind of like oh shit like i can't talk to all of these people but again, use that opportunity to invite all of the neighbors too. Like, hey, that your, yeah. your neighbor's house is coming on the market. They'll be so much more apt to actually read that than, hey, like the market is up 25% because they got nine of those from all the other agents. So it's likely the best story you can tell on any given week through your social, through to your point, the calls that you're making, the invitations that you're making and uh, do it safe, safely so that when they show up, they feel very comfortable with you and having a conversation uh, through the mask with you, but uh, yeah, I would say open houses for sure. Unsolicited video CMAs is number seven. Yeah, I mean, I like this. If you're really targeting a certain area, uh, I do like this. Probably not at the very top of my list, but but sure, I like this. And you know who I like it better for is the people who have bought a home from you if you've been in the industry this long, five, six, seven years ago, you know, th those people who may, you just don't know if you drop a CMA and they realize what their value is, eh, they may be thinking about moving life changes after five, six, seven years, even if they said it was their dream house. I like that five idea. Years ago. I never even really yeah. thought of it. Cause again, you've been in their home. Cause I think yeah. the biggest problem with people providing dollars towards someone's home, they're like, well, my house is so much better than that house across the street. So um, again, if you're dropping them unsolicited, sometimes it could backfire because they feel like maybe you sort of underrated. But I love your idea of revisiting sure. all of your past clients because, again, you are pretty familiar with their home. And, and if not, it's a great way to touch them again. And maybe they know somebody that wants to sell or buy. I like that That's one. Right. 
you're starting the conversation with with your absolutely it's always a good thing uh, number eight expired listings and for sale by owner listings but they already said expired we already talked about time. expired well they they listed again huh Oh, they, expi they expired. That? Oh, that, that are specific three to 12. Now they're just saying expires in general or for sale by owners. Obviously for sale by for sale by owners. I love this one. <laughs> uh, you got to go create the relationship. I love for sale by owners. Mm -hmm. At extreme amounts <laughs> of value without expectation. So you need to educate, educate, educate and follow up, follow up, follow up. See how the process is going. See if you can help them. See if you can do, you know, if you are really starting out in this industry and you need a listing, Offer to host an open house for free. You're going to pick up buyers. You're going to meet a lot of people in the community. And then you're going to tell those people who, to Nicole's point earlier about open houses, might be interviewing for you for a listing of their own. Hey, I, I decided, I asked, uh, you know, Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, if I could host an open house, use all my marketing with no expectation. This is what I'm doing for the community. This is how I'm giving back to our neighborhood. People are going to be like, whoa. Yep. I want to hire this. I want to hire this person. 100%. I mean, I got a, a for sale by owner maybe three or four years ago. They, I, I got interviewed for it. They decided to do it on their own. But then they asked me for a photographer's number. They asked me for what wall color they should paint. They said, what color, like what lighting should I put in? And I answered all of them. And as soon as it didn't sell, they came right back. Um, and again, I was then able to you know use the photos because i knew the photographer and i knew that the wall colors were right because i told them what to do so it's very interesting though because i do think that there are going to be a lot of a lot more for sale by owners in this market because it's moving so quickly so sellers are probably thinking that they can do it on their own so i agree with you i mean hosting an open house would be a wonderful option or if you notice something that's sort of like maybe off in their listing just to kind of give them a little bit of advice. Like if they're not doing professional photos, maybe again, mm -hmm. offer them sort of that additional service. It may not end up working because again, things seem to be selling so quickly, but I think that if you continue, like you're saying to feed them some information, Hey, are you sure you have all the contracts that you need when you're listing, you know, just things like that would be very helpful, but that would not be top of my list. I would not, I don't know that I'd be going after for it's sale. It's a lot by of owners. time. So, so you've got to, you got to really, um, be out of some of these other options. Orphaned neighborhoods, number nine, which is basically what they're saying, a, a three to five year old track built home by a national builder. You know, their sales team has now left the neighborhood. And this is more of a farming play to me. Mm -hmm, definitely so more of a farming play. It's it's going to be bottom of the list to get instant business yeah, now. Yeah, definitely a farming, on definitely this farming list. thing. Past buyers, we just mentioned that, going after your past buyers and dropping that CMA off. Absolutely, your past buyers, especially those that are five years plus, if you've been in the industry that long, you should be talking to all of your past buyers. You should have been doing it in 2020 to make sure that they refied uh, for sure. But but if you haven't, you should be doing it now. Uh, number 11, online seller leads. Absolutely, uh, Google for sure. You wanna make sure your reviews are up on Google. Facebook ads, Facebook ads for sellers are gonna be 12 months out, so a little bit more, you know, long-term there. Uh, but creating content around solutions for sellers, you know, would be the way I, the way I would go about that and, and running Facebook ads off of that original content that you produce. Good one there. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. I think things to think about. Definitely. Yeah. So top of my list is the Circle, circle prospecting, prospecting. I what, did, what did you have for I, again i'm just an open house lover i always have been yeah. i mean i'll bitch and complain about them but if you do them right and execute on them properly and 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 have your your stick tight i mean you'll you'll have 
business for life. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, Marketeer of the week, Zachary Faust. He goes by Zach Loft on TikTok. I think it's Zach Loft on TikTok. Basically, all of his Instagram handles are Zachary. Zachary Loft. Zach has 1.6 million. Million with an M. Followers Mm -hmm. on TikTok. The most followed real estate agent on all of TikTok. And he is our guest this coming week or this week that we are in right now, this Thursday, as it will drop episode two of the real word confessional. So we're going to ask him exactly how he accumulated those 1.6 million followers. So if you want that answer, make sure you have subscribed to the real word, hit the subscribe bell. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe, leave us a review and watch for the notification for the Zachary Faust confessional i think what's great about him is obviously we brought him in because of the amount of followers and and again much like matt last week and in, in the broke agent they're running their business mostly off of humor but what you'll hear in this interview is that zachary is a smart dude i mean he his brain is constantly moving he's testing trying touching seeing what works seeing what doesn't I, I mean, my, my, I was tired after listening. Um, so again, I, I, I think that um, what was nice for me to see was that not again, not only is he sort of on there as, as, as humor, um, he definitely has clout behind him. I mean, he knows yeah. what he's doing. And he has his own, you know, him and a partner have their own independent brokerage in Delaware. So he's a practitioner. He's not just somebody goofing around. Not goofing on around. On TikTok. He's doing it. He's selling real estate. He, he's helping agents grow their business. And uh, definitely somebody you should be following. He has some great Instagram content. I follow him on Instagram. And uh, check, out, check out the confessional. I thought it was really good. Uh, and I hope you guys will enjoy that if you check it out. So... That's it. That's that's the real word. Good. I love it. All right. In the comments, love. I would love to hear about the your thoughts on the independent contractor, maybe even which one of the 11, uh, you know, low inventory ways to generate more listings. Love to hear your favorite. Or maybe there. somebody has a 12th that maybe they didn't mention. Yeah. Would love that. I Absolutely. mean, especially yeah, in this some, market. Now's the time to try it all and, and share for sure. Some of those are tried and true for sure. Most of those yeah. are tried and true. So if, if you've got a 12th that we can all learn from, please share that in the comments. Uh, and I would not get worried or worked up about the independent contractor stuff. I think that's a lot of smoke. Hopefully I am right. Hopefully. I often am. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. That was not a good way to end it. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Keep it real, guys. Thank you so, so much. And we'll see you here next time on The Real World. See ya.